What's up, everyone? And welcome to the Go Long Podcast. This is Tyler Dunn here with Jim Monas. Good to see you again, my man. Good to be at Fatty. We, we, we uh, relocated man. to Fatty Hamburg, the Hamburg location, and it's, we got it's a little live. Jazz. It is live right now. Great jazz. Yes. Got some great jazz. Makes me think of the Saints. Every time I hear jazz, I think yeah. of brunch in New Orleans. I was going to say, does this bring you back to oh, New yeah. Orleans? Oh, yeah. just music everywhere? Yes. And great music like this. This yeah. jazz at Fatty right now is incredible. But that brunch outside New Orleans, oh. yes, that's a great way to spend a morning. We're watching uh, Your Honor on Showtime now. Have you yep. gotten into that yet? Not yet. All set know what you're talking about. Great show. Any show set in New Orleans is usually a little shady. can be a little dark. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, mean, I guess a lot of cities are like this where you've got your darker corners, your scary corners, yeah, yeah. your maybe mob-ridden corners, and then it's just fun and excitement and a hell of a good time, like literally around the block. There's, but New Orleans just takes it to the extreme, I think. There's two unique cities to me in this country, Vegas and New Orleans. I just think they're completely new, unique from every other city based on the fact three days is all you need. Yeah. No more, no less. Oh. Perfectly said. Perfectly said. And Speaking from bachelor party experience for a friend in New Orleans, that, we, yeah. could, I, we all agree, cannot go back for another decade, possibly two or three decades. Nothing needs to be said. Just two <laughs> unique spots that... Does anybody ever say no to any of those cities? Either one of those. Right. If somebody says, hey, you want to go Vegas? Yes. New Orleans? Yes. So hopefully people enjoy the music. I know this is a little different if you're listening on your morning commute. I know it has us like on the yelling. Treadmill. I feel like I'm yelling. Yeah, we got. We'll, we'll speak loudly. We'll try to uh, deliver the takes best we can. And I think it's good to have a little ambiance, right? It's I'm into once it. Once in a while, they hear Serafino in the background. Now you get to hear some jazz music. So you know, in that in that respect, I think it's good. No, this is this good setting for a little NFC South talk. Anyway, yes. Absolutely. So right. I mean, we're trying to figure out what to talk about in this episode of the podcast. And I was like, Jim, you know what? We got to tap back into those Atlanta Falcons. So I did a solo app uh, last week and you know, got into it a little bit. But I really want your perspective. You know the general manager, Terry Fontenot. You worked with him in New Orleans. And uh, I have to say, like last week, I did not anticipate this tweet, this take, um, igniting so much passion. The Atlanta Falcons can stir emotions, Jim. I didn't even realize that. A lot of Falcon fans, a lot of Falcon haters, they've got a lot of haters, which, I mean, you're right in SEC country. If anything, I'm thinking, no, these these might be some fair-weather fans that will you know, jump in if they're going to the Super Bowl like they did back in 2016. Well, I'm just going to pull up this. I, I don't know what the metrics are at the moment, but it, last I checked, a very simple tweet on Calais Campbell. Bear with me. Simple as in, so it was. I, yeah, he, I know. I like Ian Rappaport like just reported the the dollar amount. One year, a base salary of seven million fully guaranteed. They can get to nine million with incentives. A substantial investment at a key spot, and so you know, I get it. That's a lot of money. And JJ Watt, he took a lot of money to play with the Arizona Cardinals. So to some folks, it's like, all right, the discussion opens and closes there. All I said is the fact that Clayus Campbell chose the Falcons means we probably all should start taking the Falcons seriously. And up to 340,000 views and 
there are, you know, a lot of likes, but a lot of dislikes in the form of replies saying, what the hell are you talking about? Here's, and I, I want to get your perspective on this. We haven't really talked about it. But Calais Campbell, he can pretty much go wherever he wants at this point. He's, he's, he's in demand. There aren't a lot of six foot eight. Um, I mean, he really is like a Game of Thrones character. He's huge. He's just massive. He's a mountain of a man. I've interviewed him uh, when he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars in that locker room. The consummate leader, veteran, captain, takes anybody and everybody under his wing. He's done it in Arizona, Jacksonville, Baltimore. Um, but he's not just a locker room guy. I mean, he's a hell of a player. You're talking about a, a run defender and a pass rusher who can. You know, you're not, like Dan Campbell, he put it perfectly. You're not running his side. You're just not going over there. He, he affects the game in so many ways beyond the numbers. And, oh, by the way, the numbers are really, really good. He'll be he'll be in the Hall of Fame discussion when that time comes. To me, I'm thinking he can go anywhere. He's smart, right? Incredibly smart. He's looking at it. He wants to chase a ring or at least chase contention. And he chooses Atlanta. And I've gone back and forth on Atlanta on this podcast. I think a couple weeks ago, we both were talking. And it's like, oh, what are they doing paying a guard? Chris Lindstrom, all this money, Jesse Bates. I'm going to admit it. I've kind of done a 180. I, I, I kind of love what Atlanta's doing. I'm going to follow Calais Campbell's lead. I think that they can realistically compete in the NFC South and make the playoffs, maybe even win a playoff game. Granted, there's an elephant in the room that we're absolutely going to get to in the form of a third-round quarterback. That is your guy. Um, but I, I think that they did th- – this was a meat and potatoes offseason for Atlanta. And I'll just pull up their signing just to kind of remind everybody what they did here. I like that meat and potatoes for that. Yeah, I mean, they... I'm going to tell you, you spark. This is good. Go ahead. So, you know, and it, it really, like we've talked, it really wasn't a, uh, a chaotic free agency. But no. you had teams like Atlanta that had money to spend, and they spent it fairly wisely. So, re-signing Chris Lindstrom, they, they, they did that. Caleb McGarry, right tackle, three years, $34.5 million. Um, David Animata, three years, thirty-five million from New Orleans. He's in your division, so you flip that. Probably somebody you're familiar with. We're gonna hit, we're gonna hit some words. Jesse Bates, words coming up. Four years, sixty-four million. A Tough. lot of money, but he had a huge role in changing the Cincinnati defense. Um, also from from New Orleans, Caden Ellis, outside linebacker, three years, twenty-one and a half million. Taylor Heineke, you know somebody Tough. we love here at Long. Backup quarterback, two years, 14 mil. Calais Campbell, Mike Hughes at corner. Just a lot of signings that fill a lot of holes and proven players. And this was a team that went 7-10 and 10 last year with a Marcus Mariota missing open receivers. Kyle Pitts, who was underutilized and then injured. Drake London will take a step. Um... Algier, their running back, 1,000-yard back, incredible as a rookie. So, I don't know. I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I'm not going to declare Atlanta a Super Bowl contender. I just think it's worth giving them some thought because I, nobody's talking about Atlanta. I, I don't really hear much Atlanta Falcons discourse out there. Do you? This is what I wanted to talk about with you about this. You did it because it sparked me when I read it. It opened my eyes to what Atlanta is doing because that's signing to me by a proven professional veteran leader in the NFL who's 
one of the most respected guys you will ever scout. Who I did scout. We're going to get into him. Which means he's he's been around a while. Been a Back to your area scout. It's days. hard to believe. We're talking area scout. <laughs> um, but it, you start looking at their signings, and it hits every key word that I know Terry Fontenot believes in. It's because it's what I believe in with the Saints. These guys are all off the charts tough. Physically, mentally, love football, and are tough guys. And that is changing everything about that locker room. Yeah. Year to year, they've, they've done this. With how they drafted and who they have signed, he brought Ryan Pace right away in from Chicago, Terry Fontenot, to be his right-hand man. Ryan is a believer in that as well. These two are synced up together. You have to feel good about what's going on at the top of Atlanta. When we look at the four pillars of the team, owner, GM, head coach, tied, quarterback. Owner, I believe in. He'll spend the money and stay out of the way. GM and head coach, I don't know their relationship. I was told possibly same agent. Don't know if, how much they know each other before and don't know how well they work together right now. So it's hard for me to comment too much on them, their relationship. I feel like this, I'm not sold on the head coach. Just from some of the things I've seen, I, I feel like they have blown some games where I thought were winnable games. And to get specific on that, I'd have to look that up. Um, so I shouldn't talk too much about that, but- That was an overall feel. As an overall season. feel for that. No and then, who is the franchise? Who's the quarterback? Did you really take this guy in the third round thinking he is your franchise quarterback? Because if you did, you wouldn't have waited till the third round that you drafted. You would have drafted him in the second round at the latest if you really thought by year two he's starting. I don't know. I just don't know how many people can have that vision to draft a guy in the third round thinking we have our starter. It doesn't happen often. Well, they either. Dak and they didn't know what they had in Dak. You didn't. No. We didn't look, you know, I promise you, if you think this guy can start for you like sooner than later after year one, that is, that is actually, then he exceeded the quarterbacks has exceeded. I think their expectations on that episode last week, I read some of the comments that uh, the scouts are on the NFL had on Desmond Ritter. And I mean, out of college, Described as a winner, tangibles, which tough. is often tough. Tough. That was often love. a nice way of saying, does you, he have you that hear the, physical trait you that you need? Because what, what do we see now? Like Bryce Young, escapability. Like he can make any throw, even though he's not that big. CJ Stroud, I mean, the, the arm is just natural. Like he's been throwing a football his entire life. Ritter, you know what, though? What I'll say about Ritter. One question coming out was inaccuracy. Pretty accurate, like 62, 63%. Careful with percentage. Which isn't great. You got to be careful. Yeah. I'm thinking about you know, Josh Allen's 52% coming out, but he has some percentages are traits. I don't know what to think about Ritter. I'm, I'm interested <laughs> to find out. I just think that when teams build from the inside out, we tend to we... overlook it. Like, think about Detroit when they're rebuilding and they they make the, the Jared Goff trade. They get some picks. They're really building with the offensive line. They want to run the ball. Keyword, tough. Tough. Detroit is doing that. Exactly. 
Atlanta's trying to do that. No, it's official. Like it, it's, I know Terry. I mean, I do. I, I feel comfortable saying that. That I, Terry was tough as a football player. Tulane. Like maybe yeah. fill the listeners in a little bit on your relationship with Terry. What, what you know about him? I feel like he's kind of an unknown to a lot of people. He's one of you won't find. For me, I don't know if you can find anybody that wouldn't say anything good about Terry Fontenot as a leader. Anything bad, you mean? I mean, what I say? Can't find anybody saying anything good. Yeah, you can't find. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna get rid of that. You can't find anybody that would say anything yeah. bad about Terry Fontenot. He is that. Just you want to be with him. He makes dinner better. Like he loves to eat. He loves to laugh. Um, family man first. Loves football. Second, family always first. Which uh, is rare in a uh, sport, right? I mean, you, you've been in this your whole life. I'm telling you. People who yes. value family. Yes. That actually, that actually value it. That actually mean it. That actually don't want to sleep in the office and find ways to be efficient with their time and live a healthy life. Terry, always, always healthy, lives a healthy lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? He does all the right things that you want as a leader. Um, and then I just, like I said, if the head coach is the right guy, we're going to find out. And what is the plan? Is Ritter, let's talk about Ritter. I mean, the, the, there isn't enough to really comment on him. Would you agree? I mean, to make us, he, now to me, there was some good. Like, you're going to see the highlight plays that catch your, you know, that do catch your eye. They're around him day to day. So, this is why you hired these guys in the front office, you know, and if this is right, with a running back who's a big back, right, tough. You've got Cordero Patterson still. Who is all time. He makes our list every – we've talked about him. He's like the favorite guy I've ever yeah, – number one characteristic, tough. I know. They signed Scott. They signed uh, Scotty Miller to me. What's he do? He's an underrated sign. Over, we'll do that tough. Yeah. Like he'll make plays. I, I just – I don't know. I like what they're. I, you open my eyes to say, you know what? Now this is the gambler in me. You open my eyes to say, what is their win total at right now? And I might be taking the over for the Atlanta Falcons this year, a team I think we need to pay attention to because that NFC South is wide open, completely wide open. I think too, like you know, you hit on it with the GM, his personality, and it's always. Difficult to read too much into how individuals are, are wired, but you, know, you were around him. I've, I've been around to an extent. Yeah, Some of these guys they've signed: Clay's Campbell, Jesse Bates in Cincinnati oh. is somebody that you, you can build with, right? You're, I think you're, I think you're invested in the right people. Oh. You're not invested in the players who are going to get paid and then give up, cash it in, coast. There are, and there are players who are like that. Jesse Bates isn't going to do that. Chris Lindstrom isn't going to do that. Anthony Gary, Calais Campbell. Like, these are players that are going to want to prove you right after they get paid, which means something. I mean, these teams that have all this money to spend, sometimes they spend it, and the players just kind of, all right, they, they coast, they check out, and they underachieve. Where these are, I'd rather a team kind of spread that money around, smart like this, as opposed to just throw it all at one guy in free agency and it backfires. The Dominican suit. Albert Haynes were dead. Ooh. I think these were smart signs. And if you do have a young quarterback, your locker room just became incredible. You couldn't ask for a better locker room for a young quarterback to thrive in. Yeah. Veteran professional leaders, like we just said, tough guys who aren't in this. They're not cashing checks right now. They want to win. 
Like they're playing football because they love it and want to win. This isn't just a cash check year for these guys. Can't Clay's Camp, another thing, let's talk about him real quick because like we said, took, that took me back to the area scout days. And you that another there's always those guys that I was taught real young. If you've never seen anything like that, walk by you, pay attention. <laughs> and that's that's what it was. It was that. It, that's how Cam Newton was. You know, it was like, oh, wait, I've never seen that before at that position. Let me just tell you as an area scout, I was concerned about his height as a defensive tackle. Is that right? Because you haven't really seen it. I learned a lesson. Okay. <laughs> I learned a little lesson. Don't overthink things sometimes. It's just he's rare. Get it out of your head. I, I, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe he was too tall to play that position because that's such a leverage position. Yeah. But what doesn't make sense is anything about him, how he can bend for that size and his power and length and everything, his ability to just pass rush and defend the run. You know, it's just a rare guy that I look back and just smile about it because it's like, oh, yeah, the, nice, you, know, you overthought that one. Like, his voice, too. Oh, and that's, I mean, I mean perfect like the, for the, the oh, NFL oh like right out of, a, of right. the football guys. It's just deep. Just a bellow, he, a little scratch to it. Can, can oh. go, had a little Dikembe Mutombo yeah, on that kind of like. Yeah. That's a really good point. I mean, we'll see. But, we'll see where this goes. No, it, no but they the intrigued me. That, that was the whole point of your, yeah. that's what your tweet did. It completely, I can't wait. I, it's almost like last year how Jacksonville was a nice, for me, a nice little. I think this is what we're trying to figure out, right? Who is that next Jacksonville. There's a team out there that we're not and really thinking about. Once again, if I'm Clay Campbell and I want to, this is it for me. I want to make a run to Super Bowl. Get out of the AFC. Yeah. Brilliant. You know, Clay's Campbell is pretty. Get your boy Lamar to go with you. You just took the words, <laughs> oh, took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. I was gonna say Clay's Campbell was really vocal. <laughs> he might have been doing some. Gosh either NFL Network or Fox Sports. He was doing some TV stuff. And he was pretty opinionated on, you know, he's just had played with Baltimore and he had that intimate knowledge of the situation. He was saying, look, they got to keep this guy. Like, do whatever you can. And incredibly supportive of Mark Jackson. Now, Atlanta was one of the teams immediately that came out and said, we are not interested. I mean, we we had the whole collusion podcast a couple weeks ago. It's like, why are you not interested? On the fast track in Atlanta, like that fan base would get behind him. They, they'd have all these flashbacks to Michael Vick and more. Oh, and he has touch as a passer and he's a better runner. Man, it just makes so much sense. Does Calais Campbell know something we don't know? I don't think so. I don't want to, you know, put the tinfoil hat on yet. But, but, I do think it's a possibility. It's a possibility. You know, they've been so smart with their signings, it's hard to imagine them giving Lamar what he wants. It'd probably have to be on their terms. But that, that, that changes the game completely. Yeah, at this point, to me, it's quarterback. It's all about this quarterback. Let's just, this is the guy we're going to pay attention to right away. I can't, like, that's the guy I can't wait to watch tape on yeah. this year. This year. I, last year. I, you know. And that's why I really can't go all the way on the Lamar, uh, you know, speculation because 
they like Ritter. I mean, Taylor Heineke signs in his first interview. He says, I know my role. I'm coming in to be a backup. Like, it's Desmond's team. I'm going to support him. So it was made clear to him. It's made clear to Desmond Ritter. We, we are huge Taylor Heineke fans. I can't think of a better backup. I can't. You've been in that situation, though, too, in, 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 in March, April, May, where you're kind of getting behind a quarterback and publicly you're saying all the right things, but maybe in the back of your mind you're thinking – you know, I'm not sure about this Matt Castle, EJ Manuel, Tyrod Taylor situation quite yet. Like, maybe they – or do, do you think that they are gung-ho, Desmond Ritter, or bust? I have not been in that situation where I drafted a quarterback that I drafted the quarterback. That's a good point. You really weren't in that situation. That I thought was going to start. Now, we drafted – Cardell Jones, we drafted Peter, but we drafted those guys to be I mean, it bears repeating the, just yeah. The, the bad, I wasn't the there for right? You and Doug both. I mean, yeah. I try to repeat it again and again because it, it's so true that Doug, he was Buddy Nix's assistant. Yeah, he confirmed. He, no. he viewed him as a third-round quarterback, a backup who could progress to become a starter, but then it gets accelerated and everything kind of went off the rails. Let's and let's also Buddy Nix made some great picks too in he that did. draft. Robert Woods, yeah. Marquise Goodwin, and there's a Mike North, Kiko Alonso. Like let's I don't want this to become that everybody makes a bad no or doubt. a pick that doesn't work. I don't even want to say it, but I'm over the bad pick thing too. Picks that just don't work out. Just say it that way. We had EJ on, we talked about it. Um, but it, yes, it happens, setback, but it. I've never been in that situation where I drafted a quarterback and here he is our starter. This is their, if this is really their guy and they got him in the third round. Wow. Seriously. I'm kind of like, that's cool. Cause I like, you know, I'm going to root yeah. for those guys because of Terry and, and Ryan, but yeah. So that would, that would be, <laughs> you open. That would Tyler, be a, just an all time well draft. That, just, that was a really, yeah. um, I like how you read between the lines on that signing because I agree with you. Why would Campbell go there? Yeah. We'll see. Maybe he just wants a lot of money. One year, if it's that too, but I prompt they have he wouldn't do it. They have a chance to at least make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Let's he can kind of help lay a foundation. Yes, he's wide But it is wide. It really is. I like the whole. You got me thinking. I mean, Tampa. Like, who knows what they're going to do? That's what I'm saying. Kyle, Kyle Trask, Baker Mayfield are competing. Maybe they'll draft somebody too. I, there's there's going to be rookies in that division. Right. Prop most likely. So it's it's wide open. Let's just hope that Kyle Pitts is used because he, once again, I'm that has I'm, to I'm be all in. part of the evolution yeah. of this coach. Well, and that was another and signing, though. They brought in John U. Smith in the trade. And Love it. He's you know Love as a it. as a blocker, maybe all, he can take some he, of that off of Kyle, Kyle Pitts. All of it. I, I'm all. I know that scout area scout for John U. Smith as well. Huh. I was with the Bills actually. Tough. Tough. There's like definitely a. I love DNA all the thread. I, I'm all for their I believe in all that. That's my number one thing. It's anything. I just you start there, you're gonna you made a right move. And you know what? I take back my criticism of paying up for an offensive guard. I love At it this now. Point, you, I like it. If you have the money, yeah. You gotta remember you know how we, you want to play. And okay. So support it. That's what the Lions did. I remember where Terry came from. And I will say this. I still believe this. This is a hot take. I think it's the greatest offensive guard tandem in the history of football. Carl Nix and Jairi Evans. And we were just talking about Clay Campbell, guys that walk by you and it doesn't look right. Just pay attention. Carl Nix, 
Tyree Evans, when they walk by you, it's you, you're gonna you just do that. It's like so pay attention. What what like do they it. both have in common? Tough. I think that they like being under the radar. They probably don't even I'm all want us sitting here talking about them, hyping them. Atlanta's kind of been that team for a while. Uh, they, More to come with the head coach key. and quarterback, but Ooh, as far sure. as a team, yeah. Look, yep, I like this. I like it. All right, this, this is a good one for especially like a pre-draft. Yeah, like, you know what the hell? It's early April. It's a good one. We'll we'll get to these. Uh, it's a good one. These draft prospects soon enough. Um, but all right, I want to get your take on last week's topic, honestly, because since then I wrote a column digging a little deeper into the Bills, Josh Allen, why are you even trying to infiltrate his brain in any way? Seven years in, this is who he is. He's going to play off of instincts. He's going to be improvisational. When push comes to shove and it's third and seven and shit breaks down and there's somebody in his face, I want him him taken out. I don't want him thrown out of bounds because – it just doesn't make any sense to try to tell to try to tell a quarterback in a bang bang sport. It's, it's, it's such an instinctual sport, an instinctual position. And he's an instinctual quarterback. This isn't Tom Brady in the pocket and nickel and diamond yet. He needs to play freely, uninhibited. That's just who Josh Allen is. That's when he's at his best. Let me go back to 2021 when you were a believer in the Bills still and. You know, they had the win game and they're getting bashed by the Colts and the first half against Tampa is disastrous. At every point, Jim Monas, who anybody in my mentions that says, oh, he's just a hater and he's bitter, get the hell out of here. Because all you've said at every turn is, do you believe in this quarterback? you believe in this team? And what happened? They got hot because he used his legs. So you know, look, I'm not saying that you need him running 15 to 20 times a game, but to even bring it up, is in is is ludicrous. There's so many other things that should be on your to-do list or your concern list, and you're sitting at the owners' meeting. Your head coach talks to NFL Network. Your GM goes on NFL Radio, and the messaging was clear, concise, and not by accident. We don't want Josh to run as much as he's doing. I just think it's dumb to try to tell your best player. To change his game in any way in such a public fashion, look, maybe I'm reading into it too much. I, I tend to think not much is by accident in professional football. And I think Josh Allen's going to have the ball in his hands, and he's still going to do Josh Allen things. What was your interpretation on all of this? For me, it would have been something that you knew would come up in the offseason for Sean, Brandon Bean, my answer would have been simple in the media. It would just be, we just want Josh to be healthy for the playoffs. That is all I would have said about it. Just want him healthy. Again, but also, look at, seriously, I don't, if we're talking about injuries, and I, I laid it out in the story. Tyler, look I would, at the quarterbacks the last two years. All these injuries are in the pocket. I would Both of Lamar's. But, but by saying that, by saying that, I would never tell Josh to change. No. Just so you know. I'm trying to say that's how I would tell the media. We want him to be healthy. That's all. Which, to, to Josh, I would not well, say a word to Josh. I'd be like, you already know we want you healthy for the playoffs. You, and guess what? There, nobody is really healthy going into the playoffs yeah. at any position. Yeah. Okay? We know this, right? How many guys have you talked to? Yeah. I would love nobody to ask is. Eric Wood that. 
do you think anybody finishes the season healthy? Is Patrick Mahomes healthy at the end of the season? I mean, you know, I mean, and Andy Reid's throwing the ball forty times in the AFC Championship game. My point, exactly. And what, what the, enough, the play that enough, won the AFC Championship enough. game and the play that won the Super Bowl is Patrick Mahomes no. using his ankle, no. using his you his have, bad leg. No, you paid him to be the special talent that he is, yeah. and that is part of his talent. And here's where as part of the talent, I think. Probably the, the bigger the bigger story here is okay if you get asked about Josh Allen and him wanting to use his legs, wanting to improvise, wanting to make plays. You know what the answer should be? It's on us as an organization to do a better job of a protecting Josh Allen with some better linemen. You're right. Some of these picks haven't really worked out, and b surrounding him with some better with some better weapons. Giving him a better a better run game using Naeem Hines, you, you, you trade for a running back and he has just a, a rations on, on 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 the outer edge of the plate, like he's barely a part of your offense. We want to make Josh Allen's life as easy as possible, and it's on us instead of saying it's on him. All for that, right? I wouldn't do and any. Then he would take less. Nothing. I hate I, nothing negative would ever come out of my but it's mouth. Just, it's about just crazy, Josh Allen. Jim, though. Like, I mean, I wouldn't and, mess with his psyche at all. And I'm not saying he's perfect. I mean, that Cincinnati game either. was not good. Nobody is. I'm. I'm just telling you right now. I wouldn't mess with. I wouldn't mess with a thing with him. He knows. He knows all everything that has to happen. He's, yeah. He is. He's the number one thing we keep talking about. Tough. You're not going to change this toughness. Why would you? Don't mess with. I mean, there's no. I'm saying you don't mess with it. Just don't mess with this guy. I agree. You know, there's a there's a sense of urgency. I think there should be a sense of urgency that you've got a window, and if you're going to even think about competing with Mahomes, Burrow, Lawrence, all of these guys, you need Josh Allen in full at his best. And it it really does. It blew my mind, Jim. Going back and watching these injuries to these quarterbacks. That was a good. Uh, I mean, point that out was good. You, th- you would think Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I had totally forgot. He yeah, wasn't even. He wasn't outside of the pocket on either of the season-ending injuries. Tua, his concussions. He's just hitting his head. That's why he's doing jujitsu right now. Uh, <coughs> the, um, you can't predict injuries. Tyler Murray, non-contact. Right, he tears his ACL in the open field. Nobody touched him. Baker Mayfield, because he's Baker Mayfield. You know, he hurt his shoulder two years ago trying to tackle a guy after an interception. So, yeah, okay, don't do that, Josh. Don't, don't try to tackle a player after an interception. Maybe maybe that's the way to go. If it's going to save a touchdown, I'd say do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I still think this was a good offseason for the Bills. Just, yeah, just be healthy. And, yeah, I, we, we, we're all on board on that. Yep. Yeah, I know. I think, honestly, it's not good. Josh Allen's going to be fine. It's off-season stuff. I, I was with you on it as far as I just wouldn't mess with it. I just wouldn't mess with him. I wish we could. I mean, obviously, I Josh doesn't him. say a hell of a lot at his press conferences. I would love to get an honest Josh Allen. Like, yeah, you get, get, Let's get that. Yeah. The Josh cam after he hears these comments. You'd have to get him on the golf course. Oh, uh, no. He might be in Augusta this weekend because I think he was there before. Shudder to think where anybody at One Bills Drive is working without Josh Allen. I guess that's a larger point here. He, he's the reason people have jobs. People are getting promotions. People are getting re-signed. He's the number one reason. He's the most important person just don't mess in the organization. That's all. So just get out of his way. Let out of his way. 100%. All right. Anything else we want to talk? I mean, Lamar, we're just kind of waiting. Waiting. 
It's weird, right? Your Very boy, strange. your boy, waiting, Aaron. Aaron Rodgers, we're waiting. My boy, yeah, my boy. I have to always say that. <laughs> it's either Jared Goff or Rodgers. I always have to. Yeah, I think it's going to go down. I mean, if this is gut feeling more than anything. Draft, I mean, draft yeah, weekend. It, it I think Mike Florio said the same thing. It makes sense. It does, right? Even if you get to day two, I read that. Before, the second that round sense. picks. Um, yeah, just, I got a kick out of Robert Sala's comments though. On oh, he doesn't really need OTAs, you know. As long as it, that's Aaron saying, "Yeah, I ain't coming." No thanks. You know, I'm okay. I'm still okay with that. I know. Jim, we have to find a new co-host. Let's get you the hell out of here. I guess we, that doesn't we, fit. We value the, the OTAs. Here's the thing. Are you going to take the podcast after an OTAs? Okay, here, let's talk You're about You're going to go this. on an ayahuasca trip? I sit here and preach toughness. This is a good one because it just hit me. <clears throat> I preach toughness, toughness. Is Aaron Rodgers tough? He likes to – that's a good question. He likes to say that. You I, know, love, whether his, he was I doing, love him as a quarterback. On his show, he does – I think he is tough. He plays that up? I think he's tough. He does. He's no. He it depends on how you define it because he has. I think he's tough. He's played through injuries. I think he's tough. As he's hell, taking yeah. some shots. I agree. I think he's fearless. I'll say this: if you get, if you look at it in a granular sense, he doesn't run quarterback sneaks. He just refuses to. He doesn't do it. I mean, that's that's a free first down if you do it right. Tom Brady did his whole career. All right. That's and I go back. That third seems more like a, that seems like a. That seems like him being him. That's not, wanting, mental, yeah. not wanting to enter the trenches. Because almost like so many people are like, why are you against this? Yeah. Why can't you just do this? He's like, because he wants to be him. Yeah. I almost feel like that because that's not a physical thing. He's, he sells his body out. He takes shots. He doesn't always sell his body out, Jim. And I see championship I still, game, I, I, Tampa Bay, I, 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 third and goal. I know, but I can go for the end zone. Forces it across his body to a double cover Devontae Adams. He's so talented. Quarterback to Adams. You're throwing to Adams. How do you? Uh, I can't. I can't. I will say the, ma- the majority of his career, I can't question He's that. laid out and he's absolutely tough. I think as of late, his style of play, you can't watch it and say, this is a tough ass quarterback. He seemed skittish last year, kind of happy feet, a little afraid of getting hit, kind of patting the ball, not really knowing where he's going. It just for me, he's in, fine. indecisive. I mean, he doesn't need. He's fine. I mean, he doesn't need OT. He'll get. He'll do something. He'll find a way to. Possibly. It just. It is bizarre, and I. It get wouldn't it. be a deal breaker for me if I was the Jets. If that's what he wanted, I mean, that sounds good to me. You still have a better no, I, chance. No, no, I'm just saying. You still I'm will the, have a I'm better chance to win a Super Bowl. You actually have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Why did they go all in on Lamar Jackson from the start? Before you even hired Nathaniel Hackett, before you do anything, yeah, it costs you a lot of money. Give me that risk over wherever Aaron Rodgers takes you from here on. Now we're talking Aaron versus Lamar. That's a tough one. Who knows? What he wants to do yeah. next week, let alone next yeah. year. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. You, it's, they are different because of that. You know, and I talked to a. I'm not sure. If, I don't think the story's out yet. I talked to a reporter. Called me up to ask about how Aaron Rodgers will deal with the New York media. <laughs> we had a good conversation. Man, that <laughs> that's worthy of a podcast in itself because he's been very incubate, incubated in Green Bay. Has managed to 
and look, there's reporters out there who will ask tough questions. This isn't an indictment of everybody. I've not? got friends out there, but he, he, know, he knows how to curry favor and manipulate people in situations, including us in the media, to a point where he, you know, he could kind of direct messaging and not, not direct message. He could kind of direct the narrative and the messaging around the, the story arc of his career. And also, you go out in Green Bay, you get a stake in, at Chives and Swamico. Nobody's going to bother you. I mean, anywhere he goes in New York, he will be hounded. Is, is he going to like being on the back page? Or he's, you know, if, if they lose a game, the sky will be falling. He gets mad about a, a story about hand signals. What's his reaction? Is he not be? all about himself? He might just lean into it and play heel. Maybe he does play. What did I tell Maybe you from the start of this? If he's, <coughs> if he's all about himself. This is a no-lose situation for him. You take the Jets to the Super Bowl. You're considered probably the great. Yeah, you're you're stamped, done everything. You've done one of the greatest things in the history of football. Everything is erased. All the first-round losses, the blah blah blah, is erased. It's a no-lose situation. Yeah. Nothing to lose. And if you don't have a good year, who cares? You have a great paycheck, and you're off to your next whatever retreat. I just see it as a no-lose for Aaron Rodgers. Well, you can only look great. I don't think the media – okay, this is what I was going to ask you. You don't think he's veteran enough? You don't think they can, as a veteran quarterback, they can protect him enough? And I mean, as far as his responsibilities in the media? I mean, they don't have to – I mean, I just feel like there's ways around. I think he's pretty media savvy. I mean, he'll keep going on McAfee, and he'll snipe back at any negativity. I, and the only thing I'm just saying people are getting smart. Gonna, they hear it, they tune it out at this point, and he, they, they can read through the bullshit. The difference is he won't get worshipped in New York City if they're losing. Right, right. Go, he won't be – He going out won't be fun. And his reaction to that will either be sensitive, thin-skinned, ornery, agonized, or he might – Lean into it right. and go WWE with his WWE pal Mac. The dot when Hulk Hogan died, the beard black. I mean, it's going to be great theater either way. It is. Oh no, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for Rogers the Jets. This division is the most watchable like division every week. And uh, I mean, it's. That is entertaining. And it's going to be tough. Vic Fangio taking over Miami's defense. Entertainment. Every, defense I love it. Be good. Love it. Love it. Love it. Phil Belichick. Love it. All right. Before we, yes. before we sign off, yes. I had an epiphany last weekend, Jim. Let's hear it. It blew my mind. I'll try to keep it short, although I feel like we could talk about this for hours because I might be giving away an invention here, but – I probably shouldn't talk about this because we're going to lose millions of dollars. But, all right, so Gina and I went out to uh, to dinner. Mm-hmm. Elmwood Village. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Grandparents watching the kids. First time we've been out in a long, long time. And we, uh, we got some cocktails. Went to a cocktail bar beforehand. And I, I got a Manhattan. I love a good Manhattan or a good old-fashioned. Fa- old Started with the Manhattan. And the cherry. I was like, Whoa. This cherry is spicy. It, it felt like a hot sauce cherry in the Manhattan to the point where I said something to the bartender. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I was like, this is amazing. This is like the best Manhattan I had in my life. And I asked the bartender, like, is this a weird question? Is this like a spicy cherry in the Manhattan? And he looked at me like, you know, I had four heads. And he said, no, it's just a simple old cherry. I was like, what the hell? And I kind of sat there. I looked at Gina. I was like, 
thought about it. Like, oh my God. Earlier in the day, when I was at CVS, I got Skittles, sour Skittles. And those sour Skittles, Jim, burnt the tip of my taste buds. <laughs> They're still burnt to the point where you you think you think that's a bad thing, right? Like you know, but you don't want that weird feeling after you know, something really really sour. But Maybe was, people's tongues are getting sour even thinking about sour Skittles. Yeah, yeah, I did. We all did that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it made I like it made that the best man had I've ever had in my life. So I don't know if because it was almost like it was. Yeah, it had that it reaction to the a spice. spice, like a spicy It was like feeling. Frank's hot sauce, right. permanently spicy. at the tip of my tongue. So you're talking about that. I was thinking, I, you know, I feel like I've been to plenty of bars or around bars in my life, and a spicy cherry in a Manhattan, was, I had incredible. No, and I, anything spicy, I'm for. Me too. And I used to be a wuss when it came to chicken wings in high school. I'd get mild or medium. Now it's got to be hot every time. We threw down. We threw down. Oh, absolutely. I got to stop talking about it because I don't want, you know, that place, it's hard enough sometimes to get in there. The best, the absolute best wings. But then the rest of the dinner, went out to dinner. I got uh, a beef carpaccio and then lamb, pasta. Everything was better. Everything was better. With the with the tongue, so I don't know. All right, do we take this? Do we tell people out there eat sour skittles, you know, a bag or two before you're gonna have a really good dinner, or is there some way to create some type of solution that you drip on top of your tongue that that messes up your taste buds, right? So you sell it and market it as this will make everything taste better. The food in your life, you're just gonna have some burnt taste buds for a week. Would people buy that? I feel like something that you can drip on your tongue has been invented and sold, and it's bad. Yeah, as it acid maybe. That's the when you said that that yeah, was I, what I, came I, into my yeah, head. I'm I, like, I, 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 no, I as far as one, no, as yeah, far as I've never done acid. Maybe maybe that is that I've seen it in movies. Okay, no, I'm not me. But I've just seen it in movies, and that's what I think of when you think of dripping something on your tongue. People are like, Jesus, Tyler, what did you do? Well, here? I'm thinking that time. I'm like, what did I can't. This reaction has me freaked out I'm now. Telling you. Or Everybody do you out. just go get it, man? Right, and go here's get it. Our listeners, if you've got a dinner plan with your significant other, stop. CBS, I got uh, two for two. Get two bags for two bucks. You know, rip through a bag. Make this sure sounds like a drinking game. It sounds like a drinking game. I just want to know if, if I need to be, you know. Put into an insane asylum because no. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. No, or if I'm onto something, I need people. We need to test this with other people. Drinking game, okay. all for it. Okay, you do it. You do it, Jim. Off okay. alcohol, I can't be a good test. Can I do it with NAs right now? Yeah. Right. Well, I'm even saying it, it makes your food taste better more than the alcohol. It makes everything just taste better. Oh, it's gonna be a hard sell for me. All right, for the shot. Let me know out there, everybody, please. All right, that's gonna do it for us. Jim, that was fun. Falcons, Bills. Bringing the people that Atlanta Falcons talk. Got to do it. Tough. Um, GoLongTD.com. All profiles, Q&A's, podcasts. And we are here at Fatty, obviously. Fatty Hamburg, Big Short, Kenmore, Downtown, Columbus. They're all over the place. Um, we'll be back at Orchard Park soon. We're still ironing out details on our draft party. We're going to get that figured out. So if you're a local in West New York, we want to drink some beers with you and hang out in person. Thanks so much, everyone.